0: This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. Psalms 128 says this, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways, For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. And thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. And thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. Let us pray. God, as we bow our heads in your presence, thank you for this tremendous day. What tremendous worship we've experienced. It's just just excellent, God. And now we open your word. Would you speak to us and through us? And Lord, for all you do, we're going to praise you. God, I'm only going to speak to ears, but you can speak to hearts, and I ask you to speak to hearts today, and I pray this prayer in Jesus' name, till you come we pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you for just a little while about the difference between a dad and a dud. The difference between a dad and a dud, because we want to be a dad and not a dud. A little girl said to her mother, she was having a conversation with her, and she said, you know, Mom, I was just thinking, if a stork brings the baby, stork brings the babies, and Santa brings the presents, and the good Lord gives us our daily bread, why do we need Daddy around here? But the reality is we desperately do need Daddies around Did you know when a father is not involved in a child's life, when a father is not involved in a child's life, they're 20 times more likely to go to prison. When a father is not involved in a child's life, 70% of teenage pregnancies, the young girl has no relationship with her father. When a father's not involved in a child's life, that child is nine times more likely to drop out of school. When a father is not involved in a child's life, that child is 10 times more likely to abuse drugs. This is what I know. You can be a male without being a man. You can be married and not be a husband. You can be a breeder and not be a father there's a big difference in making a baby and raising a baby and the bible says to give honor to whom honor is due and folks i think it's time that we said thank you to our fathers i think it's time we said thank you to our dads i think it's time that we saluted and respected and appreciate our fathers So if you're in the building today and you're listening to me, if you have the high honor and distinguished privilege of being a daddy, of being a father, I wish you would just stand to your feet. If you have this high honor, because I'd like for us to put our hands together. I'd like for us to say thank you. I'd like for us just to say we desperately, desperately need you and desperately appreciate you. I love what James Dobson said. He said the Western world stands at a great crossroads in its history. He said it's my opinion that our very survival as a people would depend upon the presence or absence of masculine leadership in the home. Fathers hold the keys to the preservation of the nuclear family. We desperately need men to be dads. We sure don't want duds. We sure want dads. And what I want us to do today, I want us to take Psalms 128, and I want us to look at the qualities, the qualities that a dad needs to have according to the Word of God. The first thing I want us to see is this. I want us to see the character that he lives. The character that he lives. You say, Pastor Benny? what are you talking about? I'm talking about what a man is in the dark. I'm talking about the character that he lives. Look what Psalms, Psalms, the first verse of 128 says. It says, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. My daughter's entire life, I've kept a photo of her in my Bible. And I keep it in a strategic place. That photo of her is found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 7. This is what that verse says. It says, the just man walks in his integrity and his children shall be blessed after him. The just man walks in his integrity, and his children shall be blessed after him. You know, the Bible says in Psalms chapter 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doeth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I'm talking about the character that he lives. Gypsy Smith, a great preacher from days gone by, he said there are five gospels. He said there's Matthew, there's Mark, there's Luke, There's John and there's the Christian. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the Christian. And he said, most people never read the first four. Most people never read the first four. See, what's so important, folks, is the character that we live, that we're men of character that were men of conviction pastor bob powell's little short guy he's ball-headed pastor bob powell said that he wanted to take his wife out on a date and he said i hired a babysitter and he said something terrible happened he said the babysitter was keeping my six-year-old son and four-year-old daughter and the babysitter fell asleep. And he said, while the babysitter was asleep, my six-year-old son got access to my electric razor." And he said, when I came home, my six-year-old son walked in and he had a landing strip on the top of his head. And he said, I said, my goodness. And he said, Daddy, Wait till you see sissy. (laughs) And Pastor Bob said, I was irate until I said to them, why did you do this? And they said, Daddy, we just wanted to be like you. We just wanted to be like you. All I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, we want to make sure that we exemplify the character that they want to be like. See, see, I I see the character that he lends, but there's a second thing I see. I see the care that he lends. Look what the Bible says there in verse 2. Thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Somebody said to me, Pastor, You're very hard on men that won't work. I'm sorry, I was just raised by a stepfather, and he just told me all all he required was a half a day's work. And he said, You can choose which 12 hours you want. (laughs) Now, look, folks, I'm not hard. Have you read the Bible? Have you read what 1 Timothy 5 and 8 says? But if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own household, he's denied the faith and he's worse than an infidel. Do you know if a man's physically, emotionally, and mentally able to work? Notice what I said. Physically, mentally, and emotionally able to work. Did you know the Bible says this in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 10? If he's able to work, And he won't work. The Bible says you do something. It says, but even when we were with you, this we command you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat what does that mean that means if a man physically mentally and emotionally is able to work and he won't work what does that mean that means you don't feed him you let him literally starve to death and if he gets hungry enough he'll go to work if he gets hungry enough he'll go to work all i'm going to say folks shame on any country shame on any country that will take money away from a man who will work and give it to the man who won't work Shame on any country that would do that. Any country that would do that. I'm talking about somebody that's physically able, and I want to say, listen, listen very closely what I'm trying to say here. You see, Pastor Benny, I I want you to know something. I'm a, I, I, I'm a single person, and and I've met this guy. Oh gosh. Oh, listen he just uh, i mean i mean just pastor benny He just oh i just just i mean i mean he's just i'm just tore up from the floor up i mean this guy's just I'm, i mean oh pastor benny i'll tell you something i you uh, just you just be careful no just be careful you say but oh pastor benny when he when he puts on oh gosh when he you know when here when he puts that cologne on it just said just when he just puts that jupe on it just drives me crazy that jupe and that baby's diaper smell a lot different. <laughs> Somebody said, I can't believe what he says. You'll never, what's up would amaze you is what I don't say. Amen, what I just give. <laughs> but listen to me closely. You know what the Bible says in Genesis 2.15? It says, and the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden to dress and keep it. Wait. He put a man in the garden to dress it and keep it in Genesis 2.18 and 2.15. And then in Genesis 2.18, he said, It's not good that man should be alone. I'll make a helpmate for him. What's it saying? It's saying that God gave him work before he gave him a wife. God gave him work before he gave him a wife. Oh, listen to me closely. I'm preaching good. God gave him work before he gave him a wife. If he don't work, you don't need him. You see, oh, Pastor Benny, he loves me. If he really loves you, he'll get up every morning. He'll grab that lunch pail. He'll go to work and provide for his family. Hey, you keep responding like this, and I'll preach after a while, amen? All I want you to see, ladies and gentlemen, the character that he lives, I want you to see the care that he lends. But look, the companion that he loves, Look what the scripture says in verse 3. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. A wife said to her husband, Honey, if you won the lottery and you won a million dollars and the same day I was kidnapped and the ransom was one million dollars what would you do he said oh honey (laughs) that's never gonna happen I could never be that lucky twice in a day now look here the greatest thing a father can do for his children is love their mother now i know what some of you're thinking pastor benny it's my home and you don't understand we're divorced and did it look here look here here's the advice i would say to you don't say anything derogatory about your children's mother don't say anything derogatory about your children's father to your children You said, Pastor, where do you get that? Ephesians 4 and 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of thy mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Years ago, I read a book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And the book impacted me so much, I said, I've got to get this guy at the church. It impacted me. what he was talking about, he said many times as men, we're, we're, we're speaking English, but our wife understands Spanish. And we're we're not speaking her language, so it's chaos, it's confusion. And he said, what you've got to do, you've got to find out what your wife's love language is. And you've got to start hitting that nail. You've got to find out what her love language is. And I said, I I need to do this. And I found out out there are five love languages that that women have, that men have, that you have. Of course, I guess you'd be one of them. (laughs) And and one of those love languages is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Think about this. Proverbs eighteen and twenty one says, "Death and life's in the power of the tongue." So I said, "Words really don't matter." Come on, get real. God created this world; He spoke it into existence. Words do matter. So death and life's in the power of the tongue. That's in Proverbs eighteen and twenty one. But look, verse twenty two says this. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. So your words with your wife. So words of affirmation. I've taught you to say to your spouse, I love you, but wait. I love you because. Not I just love you, but but, but I love you because you've stuck with me during the hard times of life. I love you because you're a wonderful mother. I love you I love you because 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 words of affirmation and you know folks then there's a there's there's not only the love language is words of affirmation but there's the the love language of gifts some women's love language is gifts Abraham understood this when he was gonna listen Do you read the story when he was trying to find a wife for his son Isaac he said you load the camels down with jewelry You load the camels down with jewelry. <laughs> I know some of the women are saying, "Say it again, preacher. Say it again. Say it again." <laughs> a lady was on an airplane and she noticed this other lady had a beautiful, beautiful diamond. She said, "My goodness, that's a that's a that's a beautiful diamond." She said, "Yes, sir. It's the famous white diamond." But she said, honey, I want you to know something. It comes with a curse. She said, oh my goodness, what's the curse? She said, Mr. White. <laughs> but then there's the then there's the love language of physical touch. I'm talking about holding hands. I'm talking about hugging. I'm talking about a massage. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> uh-huh. what you will. There's no place like Rock Springs. Amen. And and, then there's the the love language of quality time. You just want to be together. And and then there's the love language of acts of service. I did my research, folks. And I researched what motivates a lady toward a physical relationship. I I really, I promise this. this This is documented. You think Pastor Benny had soft music. He said P- pastor benny it's a romantic dint- dinner dinner pa- pastor benny it's no 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 what motivates a woman it's proven toward a physical relationship with a man more than anything else is when a man does household duties It, it, it's when it's when a man does household duties i mean it just i mean listen it just it just drives them crazy amen you said pastor benny I, I i don't even i don't even know what my wife's love language is i don't have a clue how does she express love to you she's expressing love to you she's speaking her language you say well i, I still don't get it well here listen Vern, come up close what is she complaining about? What is she complaining about? Now uh, let me let me move on before I get in trouble. <laughs> the children that he leads. I Andy Stanley was speaking to a group of pastors one time and he said, Men, listen to me closely. Your greatest contribution to Christianity may not be the church you build it may be the child you raise it may not be the church you build it may be the child you raise. now there's only one perfect father and I'm so far from it there's only one perfect father that's God the father so if I want to study on how to be a great father rather than looking at everybody else why don't I just look at the only perfect one well I mean he's he's the only perfect one And God the Father spoke to his son Jesus two times. He spoke to his son Jesus at baptism and he spoke to his son Jesus at the transfiguration. So here's what I need to see. I need to see what did God the Father do for his son because that's what I need to do. I want you to get three words Number one, belong. Just write that little word down, belong. Because he said in Mark 1 and 11, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. What was he saying? He belongs to me. He belongs to me. I was raised by a stepfather. And he would always say, this is my son, this is my daughter. And then when he would get to me, he would look over at me and he'd say, this is my stepson. I never felt like I belonged. You know what children need? They need to know they belong. They need to know. God said, this is my son. Not only my son, but he said, he's my beloved son. So not only do they belong, but beloved. I read a book years ago they call me dad by Ken Kenfield. he said one out of four fathers one out of four fathers I mean one out of four fathers tell their children they're loved that means three out of four children are not told by daddy that I love you one out of four dads look at their children and say I love you listen closely Girls need face to face affection from dad. Girls need face to face affection from dad. Her sense of self worth is established in her relationship with her father. The most important relationship in a girl's life is her relationship with her father. Dad, you need to say to that young girl, you're the most beautiful girl on earth. You're the most beautiful girl on earth. I made some mistakes along the way. I've not been the perfect father. But I want you to know, I always told my daughter, you're the prettiest girl in the world. You're the smartest girl in the world. You're the best one in the world. Now, boys, girls need it face to face boys it's shoulder to shoulder you say what are you talking about I'm talking about give them a bear hug wrestle with them embrace you say my son's 19 years old I don't care if he's 29 years old you run him down and you give him a big hug You say it's embarrassing to him. Well, you do it anyway. You say, Pastor Benny told me to do this, so I got to do it. I don't care how old he is. You hug him. You let him know how much you love him and how proud you are of him. It's proven, folks. Facts are stubborn things, as Ben Franklin said. Boys with affectionate fathers score higher on intelligence tests. And boys with affectionate fathers have fewer gender identity issues. You hear me closely? I'm preaching. We're just learning. By the way, this is so good. We're just learning from the perfect father. And what'd he do? You belong. You're mine. You're beloved. I love you. But then, folks, there's one other thing. Write down the word believe. Look what the scripture says. God spoke from heaven and said there was a cloud that overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. Hear him. What was he saying? He's got something to say. I'm proud of him. I believe in him. You hear him. See, folks people live up to are down to our expectations people live up to are down to our expectations now some of your listening said pastor benny you don't understand i'm a step parent well give, give us let me, let me let me give you some quick points of advice if you're a step parent number one don't try to be the cool parent don't don't try to be the cool parent don't try to give them everything and let them do everything see what, what gets me sometimes is a, a lady I say to me pastor I will say yes she'll say a lot of times when my daughter and I are out people will say to me are you all sisters and I'm thinking honey if you looked in the mirror We, I just kind of want to be my best friend. Let, come up real close. Let me tell you something. Your child will go through a host of best friends in their life. They don't need you to be a best friend. They need you to be a dad. They need you to be a mom. They need you to be daddy. They need you to be mama. They'll go through a host of best friends. That's not your role. Be the dad. Be the mom. Number two, don't expect the instant happy family. Don't expect. You know, the experts even tell us, a blended family it takes seven years to blend for a while you're not going to be part of the family stories number three don't badmouth the other parent he's a deadbeat dad no 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 don't go there don't badmouth the other parent number four don't be jealous of the time your maid has with a child don't be jealous of the time your maid has with a child and number five don't take it personal when children favor their biological parents over you, there are going to be weddings and funerals that you're going to feel left out. Don't take it personal. Let me give you the last point and I'm done. It's the contribution that he leaves. The contribution that he leaves. These verses really spoke to my heart this week. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Thou shalt see thy children's children. D.L. Moody said, to determine whether or not a man was a good father, don't look at his children, but look at his grandchildren. To determine if a man was a good father, don't look at his children, but look at his grandchildren Proverbs 13 and 22 says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children well wait the Bible never teaches because you know Christ you'll be rich so the inheritance is not talking about money it's talking about leaving values it's talking about leaving an example. It's talking about leaving a legacy. It's talking about leaving a heritage for your children. See, dads, if a daddy lives for God, 75% of the time, the children will live for God. of the time what about mom what if mom does it alone pastor 23 percent of the time there's something about when dad says today son we're not going hunting today's the Lord's Day son we're going to church. We're trying to get them ready for the major leagues. You better get them ready for life. You better get them ready for heaven. Yeah, there, there there's something so more important than imparting that into them. It's imparting God into them. This just hit my mind. And I know she don't like this. But Savannah Abigail's in church today. you'll never know this, but I remember the day before we were going to adopt her and I went to the little sanctuary over there and I went to the basement and I got on my knees and I said, God, I've had dogs, <laughs> I've had animals, but I've never had a child. God, this child has a soul that I'm getting tomorrow and I pray she never sees something in me that would make her not want you because I've realized the responsibility that I'm taking on tomorrow, the contribution that we leave James Dobson said, and I close with this. He said, I had a heart attack. And he said, I really thought it was over. I thought I was not going to live. He said, I thought this is the end. And he said, there was three questions that hit my mind. Question number one. Who do I love? Who do I really love? He said, question number two. Who really loves me? Question number three. Will I spend eternity with the ones I love and the ones who love me? he said when I thought that thought I thought about my son Ryan and he said Ryan's not a Christian and I begged God God please let me live because I want to reach my son Ryan God please let me live and he said God did and today, my son Ryan is a pastor. Somebody said, Preacher, you can't take anything to heaven with you. Yes, you can. You can take your family, you can take people. And ladies and gentlemen, that is really what matters. I've lived long enough that things don't matter. It's relationships and it's people that really matters. And by the way, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. matters. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.